the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Or come on by, Millburgers. It's a nice day out here. The sun is shining, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, we got a breeze, a little breeze going if we look at the flags. Um, but, uh, yeah, we encourage you to come on by and visit with us. Lots of things to get, some new stuff, uh, some new stuff's featured in the ad. So anyway, so gentlemen, what you know? Yeah, and they got. We can't. We can't hear you. Huh? We can't hear you. Hello. All right, bring. There you go. I want to. I want to know where, where the those flags are blowing. Oh, it was a minute ago. Good lord. Yeah, it's not blowing now, but that's okay. <laughs> they, uh, as I was walking in, and uh, this goes right along with Calvin's article in today's paper on the front page. Uh, on the front page, it, uh, he's talking about autumn blooms falling into place. And uh, if you come out to Millburgers and get some of the... He's got to do it so we can hear you. He, he, he enjoys you're, you're, you're saying <laughs> in, in amazing things. And all people can hear is... Okay, so That's we, what I want them to hear. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, they've got some wonderful blooming hummingbird feeders out there. Lots of them. Oh, the blooming hummingbird feeders? Yeah, that you don't have to put in the water, you know, the sugar water or anything else. They've got firebush. I mean, a lot of firebush. Yeah. And uh, Right, Trace? You got a lot of firebush? Quite a few firebush, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I also got some more fire spike in, too. All right. All right. Listen is, at you. Is that blooming? Is it still the plant of the no. weekend? Or the, uh, it was the plant of the moment. So Yeah, it was the plant of the moment. But of course, got, fire, fire spike gardeners don't need it to bloom. They just are fascinated by why it. Is, <laughs> why is he getting down on fire spike? Oh, uh, he's just been. It's, just a, it's an amazing plant that... Uh, it's supposed to bloom a lot, but you do. It's it only so late in the, in the fall. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're almost in the fall. But uh, I always act that like I tell people it's like a a hosta. You use it as a hosta if you plant it in the spring or uh, summer because it only it makes foliage. 
except till fall. The snails and uh, and slugs don't eat it. Don't touch it. Yeah. So it's about the only hostile type plant we got. It has green leaves. And, uh, That's like a hostile steroids. Yeah. <laughs> but in, anyway, uh, we don't have hostas over here, do we? Sure we do. Do you have hostas? Of for course that? I do. Okay. Do you furnish snails with them all? Or uh, I, think they, it, I think they, they, come have, with, they do come yeah. with it. But <laughs> they have to furnish their own snails? They have them. I promise you. <laughs> so, well, there's usually a helicopter that comes in and drops them off. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, and it blooms beautifully red in the, uh, I think there's a yellow one too, but uh, our, the main one blooms extremely red in the... Uh, Never had yellow, but we've had that purple one. Yeah, right, in the fall. And the neat thing about it is I think they're the probably the prettiest, have the neatest blooming pattern of any of these uh, salvias or anything else like that because after they bloom and the hummingbirds probably come and use them and butterflies and everything else that bloom bright red bloom falls off it's clean it's a clean bloomer you know we were talking about mexican uh, oregano the problem we have with it <laughs> is it holds its blooms and so, so it looks trashy. So it's like a double bougainvillea. You have to cut the bloom off. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this this fire spike is a clean bloomer. Yeah, it, it makes way for new fly, new flowers, and blooms until the first hard frost or hard freeze. And then it doesn't kill it, unless it was last year. <laughs> was that last year or this year? I guess that was this February. year. February. This, this, this year. <laughs> but, uh, it's engraved in my brain. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the it's a, it's a nice plant, and uh, Trace has been having trouble getting it. I wonder if the stock plants of the nurseries were killed. Uh, I, I would believe they probably were. I had it. I had it for years. Always planted it in the shade, and uh, so it would. The first hard freeze, it would freeze down to the ground. But the problem with it was, <laughs> it didn't wait to spring to come back up. It started immediately uh, what, what, what sprouting. Plant? Which plant are you talking about? Fire spike. Oh, okay. Fire spike. Yeah, it comes, I should have known. Shouldn't I? <laughs> it comes back uh, right after it freezes down. I don't. I, it's I like thought we were talking about my article, and I don't remember that. No, in my article. But uh, I, I was talking about the hummingbird plants that are blooming now uh, for sale out here that are really good for the hummingbird, and um, I mentioned. Uh, uh, Firebush, fire fire flame acanthus is starting to bloom. There you go. And uh, the uh, the hummingbird bush. Uh, Turk's cap is blooming. The flame acanthus. Yeah, it's it's blooming. Turk's cap's blooming. And yeah. So is the uh, tropical uh, milkweed. Yeah. So uh, a lot of things blooming out here that. Uh, now I w- I that, broke down. I couldn't resist. Uh oh. And bought some more Dreamland zinnias. He did. I had to sign oh, off on it this morning. Oh, man. Now, they're going to, you know, they may only bloom for another three months. 
if the weather, but gosh, they look good and they're so attractive to uh, hummingbirds, uh, to butterflies, and butterflies, and hummingbirds. And I, I just couldn't resist. But then I also did uh, buy some uh, rocket snapdragons that are available here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he still got a he still still got a pretty good selection of rocket sna- snapdragons. And I, I know a lot of other gardeners are just like me that uh, really liked rocket mm-hmm. through the years. And, and Trace, this is the second year in a row. I think you've got managed to get rockets early in the in the season. Yes. And this year, it's just pretty exceptional because it's so right. hard to get anything. Again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. It's crowded here today. It's, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. But still plenty of parking. Uh, last time I walked by, the back parking lot didn't have anybody. Yeah. Yeah. What, so what does she have in her basket? Yeah, and... Uh, Calvin also and mentioned... dark blue. Those are petunias. Are those Coral petunias, too? Vine. Okay. What? Also mentioned coral vine. Oh god! Yeah, I do have some. You do have some? Yeah, I think it's a fandango, that red one. Really? Wow! I'm pretty sure. Wow! Now, if you want, if that, if you're looking for the plant that uh, attracts the pollinators, uh, I think it's it'd be a hard competition to find anything that's more attractive <laughs> than coral vine. <laughs> Listen, this Calvin says. Coral vine is several times more aggressive than the native passion flower. It will grow into and over large trees and buildings and slow-moving children. Uh, did, he, uh, did he ad-lib that? <laughs> yes, I think he may have. I'm not sure Calvin wrote that. But I, I like the over-the-buildings. <laughs> well, I, I, I mentioned the, pa- the passion vine, the native pa- that uh-huh. passion vine is... Is uh, blooming up, blooming up a storm now? Yeah, too, I've seen butterf- people posting pictures of it. They yeah. love it. I've got a few blooming down there. Cool. Hey, let's yeah. help Tom out. He's got a, a number of questions to see what we can do with him. 210-308-8867. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. you got a bunch of folks here ready to help you. What's going on? All right. Well, I had a question, two questions about a pecan trees. Um, I've got a large pecan tree in the backyard, and obviously it drops pecans most years uh, and I have a lot of sprouts coming up around like in my vegetable garden where I'm sure the squirrels have aided in the planting and oh, things of that yeah. nature so I've got one particular one that's like in the corner of my backyard that's about oh I'm going to guess three or four foot tall you know it looks pretty healthy uh, how long would it take for that tree to mature to the point where I got any pecans out of it if I let it grow uh Seven to ten years. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you you don't you don't sound like a really old guy. Well, I mean, you know, seven to ten years is kind of pushing the uh, it's a big question. <laughs> pushing the know. envelope, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. you know, and also, what uh, what pecan trees do you have around the yard that the squirrel you know, might have, have no, gotten that nut off of? I have no clue what variety of pecan it is. It's just a, that was my second question. It's, it's a large pecan tree. I was measuring around the trunk. I, I have no idea, like, how to measure how high it is. And I didn't know if you all had any, if there are yeah. any standards. Is it, like, is it, is it has small nuts? Does it have small nuts? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say no, but they're not large either. They're not, I mean, I'd say they're more on the, it, it varies from year to year. Some years they're, Larger and fuller, 
more, but they're more round as opposed to slender. And okay. um, there, wasn't a, there wasn't an orchard there, a pecan orchard there was. No, there no, this is just one tree in the backyard. And it's about, you know, I measured the circumference is about nine foot. Wow. So That's I don't know how one. corresponding if there's a, like, well, based on that, it's maybe 40 foot tall, 50 foot tall. It's pretty tall. Yeah. So chances are it's a Stewart, which is our <laughs> And I think, if, that, I mean, it was it's when, not a native. Oh, Stuart, when the family well, moved Stuart's into this house. Uh, he said the nut is round, which is a burkett. Like well, it's round, more round than, you know, you see some of them that are almost more oblong. I mean, they're all oblong, but some of them are a little more slender and long. And this is okay. more of the squatty, little squatty oblong they're one. Me, they're medium-sized pecan, right? Yep, yep. And you you didn't plant it, obviously. No, it was there, you know, uh, 50 years ago when the family moved into this house. And oh, it was producing then. So, you know, it was a, a mature tree then. <clears throat> so we've just it might let it go. Be a, like like Trey said, a, a stirred or a, or an improved variety is not not any of the ones that are being sold now, propagated now. Is there a way to have it identified? Uh, yeah, Doctor Larry Stein. Uh, Where's your plant? Where's the plant? Is it close to Larry? Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you in, in the Seguin area or where are you? No, no. I'm over by Fort Sam. Oh, okay. Um, you ever come to Millburgers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you got some nuts to look at? No. Well, I have some of last year's. Okay. That's okay. Because this we year we've got a lot quality. of, I think it's the, the mildew that got... Well, hit this tree this morning, uh, this spring, and then the uh, so we're losing a lot of nuts right now, actually. Okay. And then the well, uh, that would uh, yeah, if you've got some nuts off the tree, whether they're this year or last year, and you come into Millburgers, uh, drop drop some of those off, and um, do you want me to shell them also? No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we we need the. Uh, We'll do that after we. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You guys, you guys after you identify them, we'll eat them. We we need the markings yeah. on the outside of the nut. Uh, oh, that's okay. one of the key right. ways to identify them. Okay, well that will work. Um, okay. So but and then seven to ten years. Don't one of the employees. They will, they will eat it. So you specify. You know. Parsons. There you go. Normally, yeah. I would. I, you know, I, I harvest what I can, and squirrels take what they want, of course, first. There you um, go. But I have these these pecans. I had them in a sealed container since last year, and I ate some the other day, and they were pretty darn. Actually, they almost felt like, tasted like the flavor was enhanced a year later. <laughs> did, you, did you have them in a freezer? No. Okay, you just had them in room temperature, huh? Yeah, in the fridge. Right, yep, out know. in the back oh, wow. in the garage. So, huh. anyhow, interesting. Uh, are they easy to shell? They're pretty easy. I mean, you know, I've had some before that are just hard as heck to shell. These are oh, yeah. these aren't the paper shells, but they're somewhere. It's kind of like a medium hardness, I guess. Relatively yeah, easy like to squeeze desirable. two of them together and yeah, crack I don't, them. I don't, I don't know how pa- old is that'd, that'd be paper shell, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the only other question I had for you, I had to do with a lot of nurseries now are having getting citrus in. And so I bought a few plants, and 
my question, I guess, is would it be better to plant, transplant them now into a sunny location where I'm going to obviously leave them? I'm going to plant them into the ground. Or would it be better to leave them in a little bit more controlled environment where I could keep them um, maybe out of the late afternoon sun and well, plant them uh, a month from now? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot depends they? on which varieties. Yeah, what are they? Lemons or satsumas? Or oh, no. They're, yeah, they're satsumas. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're in... What are, what are those in five gallon, uh, three yeah, gallon? Um, it, three. You know, they look about the same. I bought a couple of different ones. They look about the same. Some of them, some, uh, some of them are calling them three and four gallon uh, planters. Okay. I, I don't think they have trouble with the heat. No, no. But for me, I would leave it. I'd cre- I'd grow it in the pot the rest of this year. That way, you can move it in and out, and then plant next year in March. That way, they get a. You know, considerable root system in the ground before they're subjected to a cold. Yeah. Okay. Good well, up. I was just Good curious. I didn't want to. Would I need to transplant those into larger pots now, or do you think those the pots they they're came prob- in would be sufficient? They're until probably then? fine. Yeah, they'll yeah. hold. Okay. Well, good deal. And uh, they That's are consumers. They're not. Uh, you haven't gotten any of Mr. Moyes in yet, right? No, that's on another They're truck. supposed to be colder. They still more cold-hearted. Still haven't told me when that truck's coming. <laughs> well, okay. Do y'all, hey. Speaking of Millburgers, I know the growers are getting them from told me they're sending a shipment out this coming week. Will they know what varieties they're getting? What we're getting? Yeah. We're, so they cut my order in half. So <laughs> I'm going to get the exact same order I just got like two, three weeks ago. When, when he ships. Now, there's a whole other guy out there because there's only two in the state. Yeah. Uh, he's That one, he is not giving me a delivery date, and he's the one that's going to have those, uh, the Moy uh, type. types. Yeah. The Arctic Frost, Orange Frost, and Bumper. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, uh, I bought it about 10 or 12 years ago. I bought a, a Dancy Mandarin, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And man, I tell you what, I love those oranges. They were they were so juicy and flavorful, and a little bit on a little tartness to them. And I'm having trouble finding one. And I know the the guys that y'all are getting some from next week. I guess you know they produce. They they do have those listed on their website. They they were, I, I reached out to them to try to find out where I could buy one, and it's kind of like yeah, the luck of the draw. The the citrus producers in Texas have. Uh, Diminished drastically, mm. so uh, there's not many producers now. Two, yeah, <laughs> two, <laughs> two, well, and, one, and one guy that buys their stuff and grows it out bigger. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I just keep looking. I'm, right. gl- I'm gl- yeah, I'm glad. I don't know if we've ever had Dancy here or not. I don't, I don't remember. remember. I don't. I, remember. I remember seeing the name on the availability, but I'm pretty sure I decided I was going to do most of my satsumas from the other guy. Yeah. It's good. The, the satsumas I got this go around are on the uh, dwarf, the dwarf root stock. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch people with that. Thank you, Tom. All right, thank you. Thanks. All Bye-bye. right, we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening Sound Texas coming up from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road on nine thirty a.m. The answer.
9.30 a.m. The answer. All right. Don't forget, if it's bugging you, you don't have to put up with it. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help come get rid of it from mosquitoes to roaches to rats to fleas to ticks to scorpions. Whatever you got raccoons. that's... Uh, raccoons. Raccoons. <laughs> Absolutely. Spider-Man Termite and uh, Pest Control can help you. Since 1976, they've been helping people. They have a wide variety of different things they can choose. Some uh, choose uh, not to go organic, and some choose to go organic. Uh, and, and Spider-Man yeah. will consult with you. Uh, the guys over there will tell you kind of the advantages, disadvantages of both. Uh, and uh, so you'll make an educated choice. So give them a call. 210 210- Six five six thirty seven twenty one, and it's not it's not always the the manufactured is not always the best, and the right. organic's not always the best. So that's what's so cool. Yeah, about, uh, organic yeah, is our, usually all not all uh, our, not the best. What uh, Spider Man does <laughs> is here you figure he figures out what you want to accomplish, and then then he. Yes, yeah. this is the best route, and he I've, thinks. And I've heard him talking about talking to other homeowners, and he'll kind of say, so we, we said this will work however blank or this, you know, if, if you're only, if you're concerned about your dog, then that's okay. This is not going to impact your dog or something. So they, they help you make an educated choice, which is really good. In fact, it kills the fleas on the dog. Well, only at, your, only at your house as they... <laughs> <laughs> For two Did years. You, I remember when you said, I don't even have to wear glasses. <laughs> at night. <laughs> yeah, I can see. All right. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Find them online. GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Our number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else is going on? <laughs> I uh, found out an interesting fact that we've been talking about, about citrus. Uh, Greg Grant stopped by uh, this weekend. Really? Yeah. And uh, I don't know how we got out talking about it, but I was telling him how we were see- how we had seen... Uh, the Meyer lemon, you know, takes some pretty cold temperature. And he said they they performed that away up where he is in uh, Tyler, East oh, wow. Texas, the same way. And uh, come to find out that they have some Mandarin blood in the breeding, hmm. which is more hard, is hardier than a, a, a regular lemon. And it might it might explain a little bit too that little uh, that little milder taste. Yeah, yeah. And in the uh, but I, I, I don't I don't want to overstate it because it's still a lemon <laughs> and it's really good in, yeah. in whatever you use for lemons. But uh, so I told him I said I've never heard that. I imagine he researched it and found it somewhere. But uh, that sure explains. Yeah, what we, we've been seeing, and for we years. had that uh, caller tell us about that. He's got some lemons; they got affected by the freeze, and they're, they're almost baseball size this year. And I yeah. got some that are—they're not minor, more golf ball size right now. But, yeah, but there, yeah, those so Meyer, those Myers want to produce lemons. <laughs> so, so that gives us a reason to. Uh, recommend that over any other lemon. And we still got Myers and uh, the and limes here too. Yeah. And the the uh, 
they they call them improved uh, lines, but I, I think they're improved because uh, they got them out of the valley, and uh, they were virus free. I mean, they were virus had virus when they got them, so they did away with the virus in the plant. And then they call that improved mire. I think it's on all the tags. But the ones we sell here are improved mire. Here's some uh, wagon load of citrus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, there's somebody loading a, 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 a Esperanza. Where? That guy in the front there. He's oh, okay. it up right By there. the uh, Boy Scouts? Yeah. Oh, okay. And do you know how I know that's Gold Star Esperanza? No. How do you know? It's got more than three blooms on it. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. All right. Do you have a plant question you want to ask on the air? Love your hat. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Don't wear that hat up here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The show band of the Southwest? Absolutely. Uh-huh. See? Can we ask it on the air? Sure. Okay, grab the mic. You'll be on the air. These guys will be able to help you. What's going on? From You're from Iowa? I'm from Iowa originally. Okay. Is, is this a little different from Iowa? Slightly. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. After almost 30 years in the Navy, I love San Antonio. Uh-huh. Good. Good. Oh, what a, Iowa's a satellite of Minnesota, isn't it? No. Oh, <laughs> he's from Minnesota. Jeez. <laughs> so I have a house with... Um, a corner of the front stays mostly in shade, but part of it is in sun. I'm looking for some kind of hedge that will grow three to four feet with glossy green leaves that can tolerate sun and shade. Well, sounds like well, a holly. It's, it's not, yeah, holly, but <laughs> another obvious choice until that fr- February freeze with viburnum. Okay, I saw that over there. Yeah, they were they're they're outstanding, but. Holly went through the freeze without being damaged at all. Yeah, I live up in uh, almost in Bulverde, so it got a little cold. Then you might, then you probably want to use. How tall you want it? Um, taller's better because I've got this big. the The foundation is about three feet tall, and it's just ugly gray concrete. So I'd like to cover it up. Well, the the dwarf Burford holly would cover up a three foot, but or if you wanted it seven or eight feet, mm-hmm. so the standard Burford holly would fill. Standard cover what up. kind of holly? Burford. Burford. Okay. Yeah, you can look at that. Let's see the one. What, what else? Yeah, they 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 do better in about uh, when the soil is about four feet deep. Is that what you've got in Bulgaria? It's rocky. Oh, really? Okay, I guess it'll do okay. <laughs> it's a brand new house, so. Oh uh, no. Yeah, no, they, they do well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any any plant likes better soil, but uh, hollies are pretty. I kind of figured you tough. didn't have four feet. I didn't. Have you dug a hole out there yet? I have. Oh, there you I've go. I've got some pride of Barbados out All right. front, um, and hoping it'll get nice and tall. Uh-huh. But I need something up against the house. Uh, I did. I did a. I had a situation like that where I only had about three feet between driveway and the fence, and I used uh, standard Yopon. Now, it involved 
Senator Yopon wants to get about 25 feet tall. No. <laughs> but it you involved, can... so it involved a lot of pruning. But, gosh, that was uh, perfect. You, huh? Yeah, you could make it any width or size you want. Burford hollies have a tendency to grow uh, pr- pretty uniform, and they don't really take a lot of pruning. Okay, great. But they want to be, they'll want to have a little more space. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you so much. Now, let's that- ask you one more thing, too, because sure. he's, like we said, he's from Minnesota, <laughs> and he's a big rutabaga fan. Uh, Are you a rutabaga fan? I am not. Uh, <laughs> have you ever eaten a rutabaga? I don't think I've ever That's eaten That's good, girl. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know they think only I know corn. what it is. Uh, oh, it's it's corn like in, Minnesota, bean, in uh, like Iowa. A big bean? That means you... I don't even know what it is. <laughs> that means you were, you were well taken care of as a child. Oh. Well, I know about corn, much. though. My first job in Iowa was detasseling corn. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, gentlemen. Okay, thanks, thanks for coming by. Get rid of that hat. No, you keep it. Uh, <laughs> Did you have a question? Yes, can we ask it on the air? Sure. All right, got another question. You're on the air. How can we help you? Thank you. Um, I was wondering when is a good time or is it an opportunity to uh, plant olive trees in this part of the country? Uh-oh. How many you want to plant? Six. Six olive trees. Yes. Are you planning on eating olives? Well, it's it's on my ranch, and it's a place where I have there's a pecan bottom and some really nice soil. Yeah. The sun. And I was just thinking that I just want to have, a, like, a little orchard. Uh, why, why in the hell are you planting olives? Uh, it's going to be close to um, Reagan Wells, Texas, which is uh, northwest of north, yeah, northwest of Concan. Uh-huh. Yeah, can, can you, you know, be careful because he's not, not a proponent <laughs> of uh, ah, olives. It, it's got high fenced. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I th- I th- uh, now, my neighbors planted... They lost some of their olives in the uh, February freeze, and they replanted them shortly right after that, and they're they're growing strong now. I, I think it's cold up there. You, I'm sorry? I said it's pretty cold up there. Where well, you, are. you know, it, it seems like because it's kind of a big valley yeah. on the Dry Frio River. Mm-hmm. I'm right on the right uh, Dry Frio River. Okay. And so the water uh, the water table there is really like. Maybe less than 100 feet. Oh, good. And so the or the pecan trees are doing fabulous. Oh, yeah. They're doing fabulous. But I just wanted to try to create a little orchard of olive trees and maybe some peaches and that type of thing. There Make you an go. orchard out of it. So You know you can't eat the, won't eat those olives. No, I, it's more like a, you don't think so? Huh? You, you can't eat those olives. Well, you olives? gotta you gotta prepare them. Oh, yeah, of yeah, of course, with a martini usually. <laughs> <Okay>. No, <laughs> when, I was, when they come off the tree, they're not ready for no, martini. I'm kind of debating. I think I would. I think I would go ahead and plant them now, or rather, or the other option is after the winter. But yeah, the best thing that could happen mm-hmm. is they kill. They yeah. get killed. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's being mean again. Uh, <laughs> no, I can buy some more then, right? <laughs> there like, you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, but do they, they require a lot of water? And uh, not, not, no, they don't. Once they're established, they're they're famous for being uh, drought tolerant, which is what the, the purpose of putting yeah. them out there because there's not a lot of maintenance required for them. Yeah. But, now, are you going to be able to water them this fall, or? Well, I, I have. Um, Several wells, and I'm going to have to just probably uh, develop a, a watering system from the you know wells, and uh-huh. I got booster pumps and stuff like that. So yeah, if you're if water. you're close to the dry frio, the water table should be like you say, pretty shallow. Yeah, 
It is. There's actually an old well that's there. There's oh. at the PVC. I dropped a rock, and it, you hear the boom. Okay. So I know it's active. That's it's, good, man. So, and it's good water. But, so, but you won't be there, so you, if, if it did get cold, you couldn't protect them? Well, I mean, somebody always goes out to the ranch, you know, okay. so they'll be protected. I don't know how much protection you can give it with the kind of cold that we have. No, you don't need to give them any protection. <laughs> and you don't well, need the water. Right. <laughs> and you don't need the water. <laughs> but they're they grow in the desert. Yeah. Right. So right. So surely they'll grow up there. Sure. Okay. Without water. I was just concerned about the the timing of the planting. Yeah. yeah well, that that. That's what you should be thinking about because it, <laughs> it it's certainly more conservative to plant them in the spring, but I would probably go ahead and plant I'm them, I'm going to do it now. I yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, go ahead and do it now. Give it, give it a good try. Thanks, if, guys. If they die, it. that's the best thing that can happen to you. <laughs> Thanks. Can you and tell he doesn't, the he doesn't ready, I'll invite you all. Okay, all thank you. Name, name a couple of them after Jerry Parsons. Yeah, uh, just uh, <laughs> and then they'll come back to haunting you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that's what we're going to work towards. Okay. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thank you. Thank you for coming right. by. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Again, a beautiful day out here at Millburgers. We encourage you to come on by and to be a part of the show. A lot of flowers. Yeah, and lots like of flowers. Like we said earlier, if you're just tuning in, that uh, there's a lot of hummingbird plants out here and butterflies. And a lot of hummingbirds, too. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen as many today as we normally do, but uh, all those uh, all the things that have been mentioned, the lantanas and uh, pentas and yeah. uh, zinnia, zinnias. And, and, of course, the salvias. Oh, they got sure. always have salvias. Lots of choices. Salvia gregii, there's four or five different. Yeah, and they're... Uh, our Turk's cap. Turk's cap is blooming. Turk's cap seems to bloom more in the spring, in the fall. Than it does in the spring. Always surprises me. It looks like those flowers aren't open, but the, <laughs> the, the hummingbirds seem to find a way in. To, yeah, we're um, we're working on that, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it came pretty. I've come pretty damn close to one that opens its flower. And uh, but the <laughs> they really bloom in in the fall, and that beautiful red color. It's a it's a it's really nice. If you're looking for a two-foot or three-foot ground cover, mm-hmm. uh, you know you just got a lot of ground to cover, and they're you know they've got a lot send out a lot of uh, stems. Yeah. So they make a nice ground cover, and then the the red f- blooms are everywhere, so you can see that nice red color. Yeah. Good, and good shade tolerance. Too. They also have one uh, that Greg developed, uh, the first pink. Turk's cap, uh, dwarf, uh, well, semi-dwarf, pink Turk's cap, but I don't think we have any here, but uh, if, if you look for Pam's pink, uh, she's dead, by the way, Milton. If she ain't dead, Greg, yeah, she Greg ain't. won't name after <laughs> But anyway, that's a good one, too, but uh, the standard red, and there's a, <laughs> there's a Mexican red. Turk's cap. Is that the one that's about? Yeah, real tall and long, big yeah. bloom. We had them. We had those at the uh, oh down, downtown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they were spectacular. They used to have some. I imagine they still do. 
right there on the fountain at the botanical garden and the old entrance uh, through the old entrance and I mean people would flip out in the fall because that's when they mainly bloom and uh, because the blooms are so much bigger than the, these now, little, those, little ones that we seems say. like those, those were kind of an open more of an open yeah they are open. they're loose loose yeah. uh, petals and uh, it was a great place to view the pollinators mm-hmm. hey we got to take a break while we do give us a call 210-308-8867 Glenn hang on the line you're up next on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. You're as smooth as Tennessee whiskey. And welcome back to Millburgers. Your ass is on 930 AM, The Answer. You know that deck outside uh, in your house that looks absolutely gorgeous? Well, that's a big value to you, and deck and patio care can keep it looking gorgeous. And if it doesn't look gorgeous now, they can make it look gorgeous again. It really can look new again, and the proof is at deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. Barry Hagendorf with Deck and Patio Care has been doing this for a long, long time uh, and uh, is considered one of the experts in the nation at uh, deck and uh, maintenance and patio repair. Look at all the stuff they do when you go to deckandpatiocare.com. Or if you're ready, give them a call right now, 210-822-9147, at deckandpatiocare.com. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I believe we have Glenn on the line. Hey there, Glenn, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? All right, how are y'all doing? Good, good. How can we help you? Thanks for waiting. No problem. A uh, couple of questions. Uh, I have a uh, loquat tree that uh, had always been, actually, I know uh, Dr. Parson says uh, they usually don't produce, but this one had always produced a, a bunch of fruit and everything, of course, to freeze. Uh, well, I, I thought it would I thought it was going to kill it. And so what's happened is the, the bark has peeled off of it like, you know, paper. And it's quite thick bark. It's probably an eighth of an inch or so thick. But the tree is still alive. It, 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 it has quite a bit of foliage up on top. But when you follow the trunk, it's about, oh, it's about 10 foot tall, eight, uh, nine foot tall. And then and the trunk's about six inches in diameter. And of course, it, I always try to grow them as bushes and it kind of sprouts out some different trunks off of the, after you get about six inches up. And, but the, the outer, portion of the bark has mostly peeled away although there are small green strips so i think the tree is ruined i don't think it's ever going to be able to really support itself because it'll grow green leaves and then all of a sudden they die and it looks like that limb kind of dies and so i trimmed all the dead looking stuff off of it and so i'm just wondering should you know either a i can leave it alone i mean it's not hurt anything B, I can cut it back kind of to the ground and maybe leave one one of the one of the limbs off of it and see if it can support that. Or C, just pull the you know push the thing over and take my tractor and push it over and start again. Well, to me, this is one of those things we talked about earlier that full damage from the freeze continues to show up all the way through August and and now even into September. So we have one on property that the bark's all sloughed off of, and it still looks 
pretty good. Uh, but that bark is a is an insulator for the moisture going up and down in the cambium layer, and uh, so if it survives this summer heat, then there's a good chance it's going to fix itself. But if you want to grow it as a bush anyway, then I would encourage you to go ahead and give it a haircut and, and make it fill back out from below any of the damage. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the damage goes like almost within. Looks like to the ground. To the. I mean, it's uh, not like it has. It's not it like it has sprout, a foot of good. It will sprout back out from the ground more than likely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about planting one right next to it, and then you know, as that one grows, and this one either will make it or don't make it. So maybe that's what I'll do. I'll plant one right next to it, and if it grows, it makes it. It doesn't. It, it doesn't make it. You know, you right. you were referencing both of them. Sounds, both of them will make it. Yeah, yeah. So, sounds yeah. easy, but locots are in super short supply. Oh, so there we, you go. We had yeah. we had a couple of big ones come in earlier in the year, and they sold immediately. Huh? Uh, I I do have some booked for uh, next year because I didn't okay. know if I was going to find any normal ones. But yeah. finding a loquat right now is probably not going to happen. Yeah, uh, and that's unfortunate because, and actually the one I hadn't even looked at all, but I know y'all had spoken in, in the distant past about one called Moy or something like that out of Houston that, you know, produced, was a good producer or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know if that's, so apparently if, if they're not, if none of them are in available, then that one probably certainly is not going to be available. Right. So we, we grow yeah. the traditional one, but there are lots and lots of varieties, especially California. Uh, they they probably grow 15, 20 different varieties for the the cultures that that, uh, that live there. So uh, don't limit yourself to one, but you're probably only going to find one, and you're probably not going to find them until next year. Oh, okay, all right. No, the I was the other thing I was going to comment on was uh, a lemon tree that I have, and I've, I've raised these lemon trees, and I got several planted in the ground, and uh, I grew them from cuttings that I made. 20 years ago and they, they make a, a, a huge lemon and, and very abundant and when the freeze came I piled sand up around several of the trees and covered it and put a heat lamp out there and so those trees made it they they live from about a foot or so up and now they've re-sprouted and they're four foot tall you know but, it, but it's kind of spindling so they're going to they're gonna make it but I had another one that I didn't cover up at all and was, was dead as a doorknob until like two weeks ago and now and these are like i said for cuttings and now it has probably a two foot tall a couple of two foot tall limbs that have that have come out of the ground and i would have thought that thing i mean this so this happened in august you know i would have thought that thing was long gone never in fact i intended to to pull it up with the tractor several times and, and never did and it was a bush it was about a six foot tall bush many little limbs come you know bushy and uh and it actually had so i was shocked that that there was still life in this thing whatever you know six six months after the freeze and, and now it's uh got limbs on it that are two foot tall and look like they're gonna look like they're gonna go i'm impressed most, <laughs> i mean it's, most, most, they're coming, almost yeah. every limit in town died so yeah they're, they're coming in shape than a lot of people Right. Well, that uh, and actually, uh, I got to credit uh, Dr. Parsons for that because a, a couple oh, of years ago, that. thank you. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't need it. He, he, he mentioned uh, that the, he mentioned that the old timers used to, and I, my place is nothing but sand. 
he mentioned right. that the old timers used to pile sand up against them. So when this freeze came, I thought, well, I got a lot of sand. <laughs> so I piled, I piled sand a couple of feet high on these. On these, uh, I have an orange tree that lived, and a couple of lemon trees, and a grapefruit tree that I piled the sand up on. And uh, every one of them made it. You know, from the where the sand stopped down. They've re-sprouted and, and are taking <laughs> off. So that sand, that sand deal works if you got sand. Yeah, those, those don't, old, don't encourage him. <laughs> those old timers <laughs> knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. like uh, yes, Kenneth Hoffman and Poteet and uh, and Mister uh, Mr. Aldridge and Aldridge Nursery that had the original uh, Awari Satsumas. Uh, he had a big one and uh, several big ones in front of the office. And every every fall they would uh, get the front end loader and cover them cover them up pretty much with sand, and then dig them out in the <laughs> in the spring after all the hard freezes were over. All right. So, so I appreciate you listening, and more importantly, I appreciate you taking advice. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. Thank y'all. Okay. All right. Marty's on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? All right. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. What's going on? Yes, I have two questions. I have one uh, question for Dr. Finch and the second one for Dr. Parsons. Uh-oh, uh, let's do the second one first because Dr. Okay. Well, here, Calvin's ready. He's gonna, He was helping somebody off the air. Get so plugged in, Calvin. Get plugged in because he's got a question. Marty's got a question okay. for you. Okay. The one for Dr. <laughs> the one for Dr. Finch is he mentioned uh, kale. Uh, he's, he's not ready yet. He's, he's almost ready. Okay. There you go. All right. Now, All right, now, now I can ready. probably hear you. Okay. Uh, Dr. Finch mentioned kale, and I heard that he, uh, he uh, eats that with his collards. And I was wondering, is there a favorite variety of kale that he prefers over another variety? Um, you know, I not really, because <laughs> I always make I kind of I mix it with collards, and collards yeah. will will um, make it tasty, t- suitably tasty for me. Yeah, because uh, I like. I, but but, keep I, in mind that he eats rutabaga. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was just looking. I had I always like to have kale in the garden because it's nutritious and the plants are so attractive. And I was okay. today picking out a lot of the winter garden plants, and right. uh, Millburgers has about four or five different kinds of kale in there, and yeah, yeah. and the, all the plants <laughs> and all the plants are attractive too. The, it's one of the neat plants for a container. Okay. Okay. I, I like mixing now, that stuff with pansies and snapdragons so we get different textures and color in the foliage. And there you go. Yeah, all, uh, there's a number of them that have that uh, red uh, kind of purple look to them. It look really pretty with like a Swiss chard in the middle and that around it. Oh, I like, yeah. Plus, plus th- that's another good mix. Uh, kale and Swiss chard together or make an excellent. Okay. Okay, I'll take Pretty quick here, we'll have different types of leaf lettuce. That would be another one to combine around with it. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, my second question uh, for Dr. Uh, Parsons. Yeah. Uh, if and when will the Larbush petunia be available? Well, yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> uh, I got the, uh, They have planted the seed, 
uh-huh. and uh, uh, the regular Laura Bush. Right. And and uh, probably first of the probably about the last of October, middle of October. Okay. But yeah. I'm only getting uh, I'm, I'm having them grown in uh, four and a half inch pots, the the ones okay. that are connected. So uh-huh, you have right. to buy four, four at a time. Melt. Okay. Yeah. You can't just buy one. They're connect- okay. They're connected. What are you doing with that? Huh? Are you sure they're not six? six uh, super six-pack. So, okay, yeah. so that's a six-pack. Okay. Right. Okay. Are they four and, and a half? They're four and a half connected. I was going to get a pair of scissors. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they're, they're about three they, inches. They're, they're a three and a quarter or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was Mr. Peterson. I like that. that that's not a bad size either. Well, yeah. as, long, as long as they sell quickly. Yes. Yeah. We all know what happens within two weeks. If yeah. You, if you. Well, yeah. you cut them back, you know how to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want <laughs> well, to sell them. There's a happy medium in there, too. If they're too oh. young in that situation, it's kind of hard to get them out of the container sometimes. But yeah. if they're just, you know, just the mature, right maturity, they're very easy to transplant. But anyway. Anyway, uh, I or I told them to order twenty flats. Okay. I'll take five. I won't buy them all. A ten. Um, I'm thinking. Okay, I'll take ten. I'm thinking to drop it back to ten. Well, I'll take ten. Okay. So if you want anybody else to have any, then they need to go twenty. Get 20 huh? I don't want anybody. Else. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> if you leave it twenty, I'll probably take twenty just to. <laughs> I think just to I, be that way. I think we'll have those the end of October. Okay, okay. What is this, Milton? This is the Laura Laura Bush. Bush. A lot's going to depend on God. So temperatures, all (laughs) that stuff's going to make a huge difference in how fast or how slow they come on. Okay. God loves Laura Bush. Okay, yeah. As as the lady president, vice president, or whatever she was. Anyway, okay, we'll, we'll keep you informed. Okay. Uh, we, we will announce it. I yeah, promise. yeah, absolutely. Right. You, you be, just got to listen be, to the radio. Marty listens. I'll be listening. And I'm, Thank you, guys. I'm, I appreciate I'm writing it. an article. Oh, yeah. Okay. Put it in an okay. article. Now, I, I, wasn't, Thanks, it, wasn't it last weekend we were teasing uh, Jerry about losing some enthusiasm on these uh, seeded plants and now, is it, it sounds like the Laura Bush is not come, going according to plan, or is he just hedging? I thought we were just razzing him about seeds, period. Yeah, we were, uh, we were talking about the, refri- oh, okay. the refrigerator of doom. Yeah, right? I, should, wish, I should probably keep a, a scorecard here. So yeah. you know, don't, don't get them more than once on each issue. Right? Yeah, I had to, I had that's, to get That's the, what makes it fun, if you get away with the same one three yeah. or four times. I had to get the seed from uh, Eagle Lake from uh, Wild Seed Farm. Hmm. And uh, when when I was waiting to take the blue bonnets over, the seed to be cleaned that we that Dr. Stein harvested this year, and we finally took it over, and so uh, that's when I got the seed, and that's why I was so late. But uh, anyway, but right. uh, we we will have the the blue bonnet. They haven't seeded the blue bonnet. So next yet. year we need the lower bushes like at the end of May when the regular opportunities are, oh, yeah. are, are leaving us. <laughs> but with that being said. Better uh, late than never. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Okay, uh, got about I, a minute before we get the news. A minute? A minute. Uh, Anything? Yeah, I Jerry know, kill I, a minute, no problem. <laughs> I know, I'll tease it. Okay. I noticed that... Uh, 
Trace has got uh, petunias on sale. Yes. A four-inch pot regularly a dollar twenty-nine on sale for ninety-eight cents. That's the same with they our vincas were, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I got a good selection of petunias. Uh, and some people may think that petunias are only planted in the spring, but they're not. There's an advantage to planting them now. You'll tell us more in a minute? Yeah, maybe. All right. We'll we'll take a break and come back in a moment. uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardie Road on The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM the answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. Or come on by, Millburgers. Come on down. And visit with us at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Whatever you're looking for, chances are we got it here. As long as it has to do with plants and yards and ducks and geese and things well, going to skirt. Our cleaning fluid. Wow, oh, you're loud. Okay. Our oh, clean- we have that, too. Yeah, do we still have it? I saw that. Yeah, okay. there's a tent over there with it. Okay. We're down to about a pallet. Oh, wow. Like That's pretty amazing. Well, I always... Oh, 14, I always, 15 pallets. I think also uh, it's, it's great we've got the... 1959 uh, slow release lawn fertilizer on sale. Oh yeah, two for fifty dollars. That's, that's cheap. Yeah, it's a good it's a good buy for sure. I had to get to when I was buying my veggies and my uh, rocket snapdragons and my zinnias. I had to pick up a couple bags of that. You can always use it. If you don't use it for the lawn, you use it for your vegetables. Oh. You use it for your, great for cool weather crops. Yeah. You know, if you ask me, well, yeah. you can really only grow petunias in the spring. That's right. What do you think about that? You're right, Milton. Ah, we're setting you up for the to tell us differently. I know. I like to mess with you. Oh, man. Uh, we're writing an article, uh, mm-hmm. and it's very appropriate now since Trace has got the petunias on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm writing this article said. said... Uh, it says, uh, your other cool season flowers will be singing this winter if you plant them this fall. They'll reward you with larger blooms that last longer. When the weather cools. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to be like thousands of people who and wait until spring to plant the petunias? It's enjoyed much longer if you plant them in the fall. If you do... Your flowers will most likely be with spindly, bleached-out blooms. Oh, man. Because <laughs> uh, it's amazing the difference in colors when you go, go up north, go north where it's cooler at night. Oh. Oh, man. More I, vibrant? I visited my brother in, uh, <laughs> in Ohio. 
and uh, we would drive around, and just the fly, the petunias, and everything else was just unbelievably. Uh, it looked like I was in a different country. Alaska in the summer. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's Those good. colors are killer. The blues are just amazing. But our climate is simply ideal for cool season flowers. Average temperatures and bright sunny days bring out the rich colors. That's what I listen to. You, you wrote that? Yeah. Man, you're good. No. Yeah, oh. the thesaurus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and what makes our climate so wonderful for fall flowers is that. Uh, our soils seldom freeze. I don't even know if they froze during the hard freeze. Probably wasn't cold enough long enough. Hmm. In fact, I don't know. I, I bet it was cold enough long. Yeah, enough. I would. <laughs> the, 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 I was wondering how long it had to be before the soil actually froze. In fact, the ground remains warm enough for the roots to outgrow the plant's top growth. Uh, lots of roots mean bountiful blooms. Okay. And uh, when I first came here, uh, Mr. Peterson, the grower of a lot of our transplants, talked me in because I had that mentality to plant petunias in the spring. Ugh. But uh, he got me to plant some you in the so, fall. If you and, only knew how wrong you were. <laughs> and they, they, uh, they only... Uh, in the fall, after the first significant freeze, they'll lose all their blooms. I mean, they just quit blooming. But the plant will survive. It'll still be green, a green mass. And while it's surviving during the winter, it's establishing in a larger root system. So it can do even better in the spring. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. They but, bloom better. In but the that's spring. not the only plant like that. So, like marigolds, for example, this is one of the prime times. I've got marigolds. Uh, to plant marigolds so that you can have that real pretty bloom for All Souls, All Saints Day. He's looking at me funny. Can I help you? <laughs> I thought you were going to say they survived the winter. No, 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 no. Never said that. Oh, okay. But... Everybody wants a blooming marigold for all souls, all saints. Well, not everybody, but those who know yeah, what yeah. all souls, all saints Day right. is. <laughs> this is the time to plant them to get your biggest, prettiest bloom for that day. And you have the uh, what they call used to call African types. Uh, right now, no. I will have that. I think next week. Yeah, I'll have a few of those. But right now, it's the, it's just your normal ones. But the blooms will still be bigger yeah. than they normally oh, are yeah. going into to fall. Yeah, they. <laughs> uh, the, you know, Versus grew, used to grow what we ended up calling marimonts. And that's when we figured out and found literature that stated that uh, marigolds bloom be- a lot better in the fall than they do in the spring. They do. When you plant them. And uh, they would have people come by on All Saints Day or before mm-hmm. and want to dig their marigold plants out of the feel and of which they let them do and charge them for them. but they loved those and that, that's an old Belgium uh, tradition around here they've done it for 50 60 years or more and uh, for also all Saints Day but they use that uh, big big bloom African type uh, 
marigold that we call, and the spider mites won't incre- uh, won't overwhelm them hmm. in the fall when the temperature cools. So because, uh, because when it's cool, the spider mites are not born pregnant. Oh, what? What is there? Is there no uh, sex going on when it's cool, or what? Uh, it's just slower. Oh, my, my grass, yeah. <laughs> Okay, can you find that song by the Pointer Sister? I need a slow band. No. Oh, sound that go. I fit right in. Sounds like a Minnesota ballad. Yeah. No. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's a, a good. That's a good reason. If you'd never tried petunias in the <laughs> in the fall, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a good selection out here, and they're on sale, which everybody loves. Plus, and I saw. <laughs> I saw some customers walking out, a rather chronologically matured lady walking out with some different color petunias on the last weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had we had one uh, customer just stop by here and he was w- looking for collards. Oh no, collard greens! I mm-hmm. said, well, just a f- missed them by a f- few weeks, but they should be back. But and also the. Uh, Bright lights, uh, oh, the chard, chard, yeah, which, car, which chard, yeah, okay. we had that we had that a couple of weeks. But I suspect we'll have that again too. You know, it's interesting in the people eating that kale. They say it's very healthy, but they say they're not very happy. But where, where, where is the evidence uh. of this? Don't make me email you and ask for your ask where you're citing this well, from. We will ask anybody that buys. Collard or, or kale. Well, collard, I understand. Are or you, you put, are you put happy plenty or? of bacon grease in that? Hey, bacon's back in. <laughs> Everything oh, grows well it? with bacon. What's that? Everything grows well. Grows well. Goes well with bacon. It could, could grow well too. Wish we could have <laughs> bacon trees. So right. uh, anyway, they got all beautiful colors. Uh, I got, uh, didn't I see a purple out there? You did. Really yeah, purple. Pretty purple. No barn orange, though. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm pretty sure there were some orange ones. Oh, were they? Okay. That, that woman would have bought some from Iowa if there had well, been some burnt orange. There was, there, well, there's orange in that cross between the petunia and the calabrocoa. Do we still have that kind of burnt orange lantana? Is that it over there still? No. You can't tell? We got rid of it. Maybe a little bit. It's it's kind of a darker. It's we a dark color. some of those chrysandras. Oh, yeah. And our Cassandra's still doing well, thanks to Laura. I wish I could take some credit, but I can't. She, she babies it. There's, uh, some, there's some Duranta, still, Duranta over there blooming, too. That's another great butterfly plant that is uh, in the fall. Yeah, they make, uh, let's see, what is it, uh, Duranta that makes a little berry. They call oh, it yeah, golden yeah. dewdrop. Huh? Yeah, golden yeah, yellow. Oh, I, I, I know, and the uh, Mexican honeysuckle, mm-hmm. the editors uh, called it... Uh, Something else in my article, which I'd never heard it called before. <laughs> do you guys do you guys recognize that? Uh, well, I'm looking at a sign right now because I got two on my feet, literally. Uh, Justica, I can S P I C R A. The genus and species, but well, that Jerry gets a chance to find that. Yeah, so, should be right there, Jerry, right right at the front of the article. Right. All right. Right down there. Right down there. No. Right Lower. 
<laughs> to the left? Open no, it. no. Yeah, to the right? Okay. You're going to confuse him. He's <laughs> I know. Walk away. <laughs> Open that up for him. It's on that front ah. page that's facing you, Trace. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, this just doesn't make for great radio. Open well, they can't the, hear you. Just you just carry it. I'll just wrong. carry on by giving the number again. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. This is like doing math on the radio. Away from it. <laughs> you should have, but it's okay. Mexican. It's not Mexican honeysuckle. That's that's what we call it. Yeah. But what what is it right next to that Mexican Justica. honeysuckle? Justica. It? Yeah, but there is also a. AKA firecracker bush. That, have like you ever heard it called firecracker bush? No. No, that's a different plant. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I'm not even sure that's a different plant. So firecracker fern, fire fire bush, <laughs> um, diff, different all the way around. I don't think there's a plant with that nickname. Yeah. Well, you know, you can all, that's the thing about common names, that they can be almost anything. You can call them Fred. Yeah. Frequently, Jerry did. It's just that I've, ne- I've just never heard that one used. I for. think Trace has been listening to the yeah, show. I don't know. If you haven't, you haven't answered that question, people would call in. Uh, I want, you know, I got this plant. I don't know what it is. And it's this purple bloom. Do you want to know the name? I, you got it, Fred. I, <laughs> so I have to deal with all the, the ramifications of this show after the show. Oh, after the show. oh no. So, yes, I do hear Oh, dear. Things. Do people come in? Yeah, I'm looking for a Fred plant. Yeah. You got that, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> I think that you said the Latin was Fredius plantibus. <laughs> <laughs> do we make your life hard, Trace? I'm sorry. All right, 210. You make it humorous, but... Uh, uh, I like that genus and species. <laughs> Fredus... Plantus. There you go. Is that it? Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right. Kevin also mentioned sunflower. Oh. And his uh, plants that can be... Uh, yeah, we're at the end of the sunflower season. Yeah, I've seen um, what I'm guessing are sunflowers that have kind of expired, where it's these really tall, yeah, green, but it's big it's, leaves, but there's nothing on them in bloom. Yeah, if you can put up with them, the uh, the seeds are there, and the, oh, they'll come back. The hum, the uh, cardinals, and the uh, lesser goldfinches, and uh, a lot of other seed-eating oh, birds yeah. are unless not. you happen to be hungry. <laughs> yeah, and then you can. <clears throat> harvest them and eat them yourself. And oh, can yeah. you really? I guess you could. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's the, the same as you get at the store, the sunflowers? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, the, the trouble with the annual sunflower, the one that's growing in most of your art, the, <laughs> the seeds are so tiny you can't hardly find them. No, I want that big mammoth yeah. one that looks there frightening. You go. looks like it's going to cultivate jump at you. when. Which you're... the one where you get 400 calories per seed. Huh? Oh, is that right? No, I mean, no, it's just... And if, the thing about most people don't know, if you cut it off before the seed mature, it might sprout a second stalk. Just when the flower is its best, cut it off. I don't have anything to say. Uh-huh. He's making fun of Bart. <laughs> it is a, it's a, it's a strange plant, the sunflower, because you... They do not. They aren't going. They don't germinate now. Even though all their seed around there and the zinnias will be germinating. But, yeah. But they, boy, next spring if you had those sunflowers sun oh. in your yard, you're going to have them everywhere. Oh, yeah. that's good to know. Same, same, same way with your Lamarticho. 
Okay. Do we ever get those from uh, Joe? No, that damn Joe never would never send them. them in? Okay. Oh. Richard's on the line, and now Joe's mad. You made him mad. He's gonna... <laughs> Richard's on the line at 210-308-8867. Got a Live Oak question. What's going on, Richard? We lost a, a good-sized Live Oak. Uh, with the freeze in the winter, and we like to replace it with a with a tree that'll get fair size and have uh, fruits, berries on it, so we can track the birds. Any recommendation? How old was the tree? How old? Yeah, about uh, ten years. But it, ten years. We think it was. We think it was sick before. And uh, it, it shows no signs of life, and we cut it down about a week ago. Uh, I don't, well, there's a lot of there's a uh, there's a lot of berry producing trees that uh, Naqua comes to mind. Uh, Duranta, I guess that? it, it'll only get to be about twelve feet. And not the sandpaper trees, what most people call that. Yeah, now, do we have we, we got some here, don't we? We used uh, to. I did this morning. I have to go see if there's any out there because I know a lady bought a chunk of them. Yeah, they're uh, they're very attractive and they're evergreen, and the birds love them. Most years evergreen, not evergreen last winter. No, yeah. you're right. <laughs> um, hey, and, and spell that. Will you? Can you spell that for us? A N A. Q-U-A, right? An aqua, yeah. And it sounds like sandpaper tree. That's what you're going to remember. Sandpaper tree. Yeah. <laughs> Aggie toilet and paper. And how big will that get? How big will that get? That, well, let's see. There's there's one down there downtown that's 40 feet plus, 50, maybe 50. Mine is 35 feet tall. Wow. Okay, good. That sounds good. Now they're not fast ever- growing, though. But I'm I'm still concerned about that oak dying. I don't think I don't think we've had any calls. Well, but if it no. was, if it was sick, it, it oh the freeze he didn't said it was sick. It's, yeah, it's sick. they think it was sick, sick first, and then the cold finished it. We had we hey, had I think it was sick. Texas had, red oaks get hit, it, but not live after oaks. We cut into mm. it, after we cut oh, it, okay. we realized it had some, some soft and uh, hollow areas. Oh. Now, if you want, you want some more Chinese passage. Uh, Chinese passage, yeah. Okay. Tex, Texas persimmon. Texas persimmon. Japanese ligustrum. Yeah. Japanese ligustrum, and they all grow to what thirty, forty feet. Some more, some less. Well, Chinese, Chinese. Oh yeah, Chinese pistachio would grow to that tall. Uh, Texas persimmon. That's probably twenty-five feet. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's good. And these all have that. That one you're going to want to eat, though. You're not going to let that. You're not going to let Texas persimmon go for the birds. You're going to end up eating yourself. Well, good good luck, luck fighting them off. <laughs> Richard, what, real quick before we go to break, you had a, you had a kind of a follow-up question. What was that? We'll get to that real quick. No, that's it. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you, Richard. Good luck, hey, Richard. Richard. we got to take a break, and then Ron has a very important question right after this. 210-308-8867. Hang on, Ron. Back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Trying to be free While in Texas the tongue turned outlaws 
Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. A reminder, too, that if you're looking to bring nature to your yard, now is the time to get the right feeds and the right feeders. And uh, even uh, with uh, some rain, uh, Calvin has always mentioned, uh, bird baths and other things. Let the folks at Wild Birds Unlimited and Northwest Military and Hebner Road help you out with all the right products so you can have a great experience. That's what they do. They're problem solvers. And those problems can be, this is what we're trying to do and it's not working, or it could be this is what we want to do. How do we do it? Getting a kid, it's always fascinated by the way they can get the kids involved. In yeah, I, I, I am too. Because you, bass too. You'll, um, you will see that uh, people who have it, who have, uh, have kiddos, uh, will say that you know we didn't know they were going to be interested, and they, all of a sudden they're just watching out the screen door. Oh, yeah, kid like. Yeah. So uh, if you want to do do it right and to make sure you're getting the right stuff, that could be the feeds, it could be binoculars, it could be feeders, it could be guidebooks, all that stuff. Wild Birds Unlimited plus the right advice. Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Kyle, Bill, the rest of the gang at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner. Road and two one zero four seven nine bird. <laughs> Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Okay. So I don't know. We got we have to we we got to help uh, Ron though. Oh, right okay. Uh, all right, Ron is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Ron, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I guess I'm doing better now. I just had my. It's all good, but you guys were talking about bacon. I just want to let you know, it's your fault. Once you start talking about bacon, you're gonna you're gonna be fired up every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish love there was bacon. pigs. <laughs> yeah, I love bacon so much. I've actually thought about um, just clear coating some bacon strips with clear coat lacquer and hanging them on a Christmas tree every year. Uh, oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that'd be neat. <laughs> My but little yeah, dog would a, enjoy that. <laughs> oh, he oh well. We, can you use food coloring to make some of them red and no. some of them green? <laughs> and you can get some of them to light up. That's what you uh, feed the pig, yeah. Melvin. Right? <laughs> no, I just wanted to let you all know, you had talked about rutabagas before, and I know that um, I love them so much, they were actually calling me rutabaga run in the family because I perfected the recipe. Well, actually, my mom did, and her mom did. And uh, I wanted to get back with you real quick. I won't take too long because it seems like you can get those year-round at the big box mm-hmm. grocery stores. And um, maybe someday I'll plant them. you got to be careful because they are like butternut squash. Uh, they could roll on you when you're bearing down on them, trying to cut them. Or cube them no. up before you boil them. Oh, my gosh. They're tough as nails. But they. I think one of you gentlemen said that they were prison food. And you boil up I a little bit. Me. England. Okay, well, well, you're right. You boil a rutabaga Thank by itself. You. It, it, it twice today. He said I was right. Yes, I just, you were. I just and, wonder why, where Jerry ever researched <laughs> that. Is uh, <laughs> I think that I, was in my, in my, it's on Plant Answers in the uh, National Geographic. If he didn't like them so much, he wouldn't be so against them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quit it. Well, it, it he's secretly old Southern. Southern prison food, but yeah, um, but no, real quick. Um, the recipe: if you want to enjoy something really delicious and tasty, um, just put it this way: cube them up, boil them up, get them soft, parboil them. It's not too too soft, but almost soft. And um, grain them, take them into a big fry pan, 
And in that fry pan, you've already you've already um, fried up maybe half a pack of bacon, all chopped up. <laughs> yeah, at, at least half a pack of bacon, preferably one whole pack. There you go. Because <laughs> you you want about three or four pounds of rutabagas, at least two pounds. Anyway, get those rutabagas in there with the bacon drippings and the, and the bacon bits. Add brown sugar or regular sugar, salt, and uh, white onions, um, and just mix the, <laughs> Is that just the way your, your mama cooked them, Calvin? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> we'd have to take a trip to the hospital. So, uh, well, if too much of that. you don't get a yeah, heart attack. <laughs> especially serving them up with pork chops and corn buttered cornbread. Oh, my gosh. I'm not sure sure anything could taste bad if it had bacon Bacon. and brown sugar in it. (laughs) Brown sugar. (laughs) And that's what they put in a little salt. Get some salt going and and, um, white onions. When you, when, you cut, when you cut them up, do you cut them in cubes or do you yes. cut them lengthwise? Yeah, I, I cut them in cubes. It doesn't really matter as long as you parboil them, and then you're going to end up mashing them anyway in a, yeah. in a big pan with the, with the bacon, bacon drippings. Yeah, um, well, I always sugar. cut them lengthwise, uh, longitudinal. Uh, yeah, so that they can they can grow down. They can go down into the. Uh, yeah, Ryan, you you're being set up. They go down at the garbage disposal a lot. Oh my gosh! Uh, you got to look for the nutritional value of rutabagas. The gullet is unbelievable. They're good for you, Milton. They are, and they're cheap. You just and they're not expensive, and they're they're just they're good. They're southern. All right, gentlemen, all right, yeah. good hearing from you all. You have this. You have the second member of the club. All all the way to their southern, all the way to England, where they fed them to the prisoners. Yeah. When when the world gets back to normal, Calvin's going to get the Rutabaga Club meetings (laughs) going. Scandinavians and uh, Irish and Germans. There you go. Oh, they could grow up in that cold. Woo, 160% of your recommended vitamin C. Yeah, if you can force it down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was my recipe. You can't get enough. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say there's not many calories in there, but when you add all that stuff that he was saying. Yeah. One medium rutabaga has 145 calories. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Nine grams of fiber. (laughs) <laughs> Means you you poop good? Uh, I think it does. Uh, yeah. They right. gave it to the prisoners. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Rutabaga Ron. <laughs> All, All right. right. 210-308-8867. Bill is on the line. Hi, Bill. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, um... You probably get this question all the time, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Um, I just <laughs> I have a backyard with just grass, and I'm ready to put some shade trees back there and other types of trees. But, you know, it's all rock. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know what's under that grass exactly. But, um, you know, what I'm hearing is if I, if I go out there and jackhammer a hole, it's big enough for a, a tree, and it's just solid rock, and that tree's gonna or the roots are gonna rot. So well, yeah, it needs some uh, not gonna rot soil. I mean, uh, not soil, but I've I've used potting mix. I dug a hole as deep as I could, which is three or four inches at the most, and then put the 
uh, after you remove the pot and you've got bare root system, then put it in that hole as deep as you can uh, <laughs> dig and then pile uh, potting mix around it. Or you can't just put rocks. Yeah. There's too much aeration in there. So you you, you know you kind of make a mound, basically. Right, right. And that works pretty well. And that's an, another uh, a hint is that you you don't buy the, the biggest tree. You buy a tree that's reasonable to be able to dig that hole or use that <laughs> mound. And then you let it adapt to the the situation and... And that smaller tree planted in that challenging soil will outgrow a bigger tree that you, where you have to do the oh, yeah. the tools, break out the rocks. Uh, Paul, uh, I used to laugh at uh, uh, Tom Harris. Uh, I think that hurt his feelings. They, they uh, had a memorial service for him yesterday, I think. No. And uh, he was one of my volunteers, one of the original. And uh, every time we'd give plants away, he would want the smallest one. And uh, if you offered him a three-gallon, he wouldn't take it. (laughs) But he he might take a gallon reluctantly. Yeah. But he wanted a small plant. He lived out uh, out, uh, west, south northwest. But anyway, uh, they do establish, especially um, uh, crepe myrtles. That's what I've done it with, crepe myrtles. And uh, you you ensure, <laughs> those of you who live on rock, you know you're always looking for the silver lining. Uh, you are insured, if you live out there, that you don't plant it too deep. Because <laughs> that, the top of that root ball is going to be... Two to three inches above the where the soil line is. But you've had experience doing that. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. We we do it all the time. Actually, in in even our normal tree plantings, we'll leave the tree an inch or two above grade. Yeah. And make the berm to compensate to bring it back to grade. Yeah. It's better for the tree. The tree sinks. You don't have to worry about the soil piling up mm. on it. Yeah. That's cool. Bill, yeah. does that help you? Well, yeah, I think uh, that'll give me a start. So hopefully, I can find uh, some some soil to put in. It's not just solid rock, but uh, yeah, I'll yeah. take that and oh, I'll you just can get use, the smaller tree. You can use those uh, that fine ground up rocky soil. You know, as long as you don't put a big inch inch and a half rocks in it, if it if it if it will. Uh, cover the root system and, uh, and hold the moisture, then uh, you can use that, too. Okay. Where are you? Great. Where do you, where do you live? Uh, about Bull Verde and uh, 281, around that area. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of people from Bull Verde coming in here. That last lady from Bull Verde didn't believe she had four feet of soil out there to plant in. <laughs> But she was wearing that hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all lost me. <laughs> she had a longhorn hat on. Is that our friend from Iowa? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And in Iowa, they got deep soil in Iowa. Is that right? I mean, really deep soil. I uh, see. 
Okay, thanks, Bill. All right, hey, thanks. You take care. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, look at that Neil's uh, question that asked her. He's got a beautiful picture of uh, leaf-footed bugs on uh, in the SA Life on uh, E3, Section E3. And he, mentioned, he must have been listening to the show because he mentioned tra- traces... Control, insect control. The last paragraph is, <laughs> to his answer, Spinosad offers reasonably effective organic control. Seven gives good control as well. And some people actually vacuum well, yeah. them off the leaf surfaces with a shop vac. I imagine that's more satisfying. It's, it's like it? hunting, I'm telling uh, you. <laughs> I, I think that's more satisfying. Uh, let me see. <laughs> also, Neil's got a question. My lacy oak, for were attached, has developed oak wilt. No. Uh, I've trimmed off many of its lower branches. What more should I be doing? Trimming off don't help oak will. No, no. And Lacey's oak's a white oak. Yeah. So I'm, well, I think it was not diagnosed. It was not a lacy oak, in fact. Is that the one? Is that our yeah, oak? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This certainly looks like a chinkapin oak, Neil says. Yeah. And does not look like oak wilt, and that would be great news. Thank you, Neil. He's always good, positive. Um, isn't chinkapin a white oak, too? Yep. <laughs> yeah. It, lo- it looks like old rema- remnants of oak leaf blister. It's some type of insect. It was rampant this past spring due to the rainy weather in many parts of Texas. It's a fungus leaf dis- disease. You know, a lot of people called in with uh, fungus leaf spots on red oaks. Red oaks after the rain. My take, it would be no uh, that no matter what issue might be, it's so late in the growing season that I wouldn't try spraying. That's that's exactly right, because those, those leaves are going to what, Milton? Fall off. Oh, fall off. <laughs> but uh, and he talks about sprouts from citrus trees. He says... <laughs> Grow until he said, "Should I grow it?" His question was, "Should I grow it until a good, I could, could, a graft on a good branch of the new tree to take advantage of the established resources? When would I do it? It certainly could be done, but as a quiet voice of experience, I can tell you that success in budding and grafting depends on the speed and technique." <laughs> Your first hundred graphs will be your worst hundred. Okay. Hmm. That's a lot of graphs. <laughs> yeah. Said, uh, I encourage people to play around with grafting as you're describing, but to replace frozen trees with healthy, vigorous new growth plants of varieties they want. All right. We got to take a break. While we do, give us a call 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery 1604 on Boulevardy Road where it's nice and busy and uh, it didn't like this. 
Uh, so uh, anyway, give us a call or come on out and visit with us. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer again. That website for deck and patio care is deckandpatiocare.com. San Antonio company Barry Hagendorf, uh, who is the owner, has been doing this for, gosh, since the mid '80s and loves this. He is a deck and patio care nerd. Uh, he loves this stuff and has studied and studied and studied it. Barry will tell you how after World War II, uh, they found uh, different uh, formulations of stains. Uh, that, so they were able to recycle wood that had been from bombed out buildings and use it to restore it mm-hmm. and build new buildings. I mean, so he knows what he's talking about. Your situation probably isn't that bad as bombed out buildings. So uh, <laughs> I hope not, at least here in San Antonio. I hope not, too. So uh, if, you've got a, if you want to take a look, Deck and Patio care.com deck and patio care.com deck repair construction staining maintenance or you can have them take a look at your pebble stone cleaning uh, for your driveway or even fence treatment uh, deck and patio care.com or 210-822-9147 210-842-9147 all right uh, up, let me let me see this helps yeah that helps okay what else you got going on over there? Ready to go? Yeah. Oh, Jack is on the line at 210-308-8867. Oh, another Oak Tree question. We're getting a lot of Oak Tree questions <laughs> today. What's going on, Jack? Uh, well, I, I have an Oak Tree that I planted in uh, 2014. And uh, now I'm concerned that it's, uh, it, it's getting kind of big. And I'm concerned now that uh, it's going to take over my guitar. So, it's going to take, uh, take over your what? Oh, your yard? Yes. So, do you know of a service, or do people uh, who have this kind of problem, do they have a service where you can, like, uh, remove the tree before it gets too big? Oh, yeah. Anybody, any uh, arbor, arborist. Arbor, yeah. Uh, who? Where, you said it's a red oak? Yes, that's correct. Okay, how close to your house is? It? You you don't want it taking over the yard or falling on the house or what? Uh, yeah, I don't want it taking over my yard. Uh, it, yeah, it'll. I've already got one back there now that's uh, been there since uh, 2001, and so it's really big. And so if this one starts getting as big as that one, I'm not going to be able to have any yard at all because no grass that, grows under these trees. That's true. Those uh, red oaks get big. And fast. And in, in poor soil, too, like in my backyard where I have no soil. But uh, now, now you know that you're breaking the heart of a number of people on the, right. on the audience that <laughs> wish, wish their red oak would grow a little faster. <laughs> Oh, why? Why did you? Why did you plant it back there if you didn't want shade? Uh, it's a long story. It's your wife did it, didn't she? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> he I, thought I, about that, didn't he? I'm going to act like counsel here. You don't have to answer that question if you don't want to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> your wife wanted a red oak for fall color. 
Yeah. As much as you, much as you tried to talk her out of it, what can you tell the women? You've you've seen this scenario before? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay, so. you can cut it. You can cut it down. It's your tree. Yeah. I, I know. Mean, uh, but that's so sad to do that. Yeah. What can he just? If he has people, I've heard other people talk about it too, where they'll have an arborist come and just trim each year, and so it doesn't quite take over. But it's kind of like a, an annual or every two years. Maybe red oak. That's going to be a. Oh, is that okay? Never mind. Problem. Okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you said you didn't have a chainsaw? No, uh, I don't have a chainsaw, but uh, I just figured that somebody might want this tree, and it's it's about, I don't know, 11 feet, 12 feet tall, so no. they, might, they might want it before it gets too big. And, and it's been there for how long? Six, almost six years? Six years, yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, and you live where? <laughs> is it is it rocky off, soil? No, no. I live over off New Braunfels Road. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I don't know that there are services that will come take them. No, you you have the most luck if you do it uh, in in your neighborhood or you uh, at the. HEB or or uh, your local nursery, you just leave a leave uh, a note on the that's a good on idea. the bulletin board, and then you you okay. may get somebody to respond. And then try try to if you find some fool that wants to transplant, uh, do it in the in the winter. That's that right. Doesn't have, doesn't have leaves. Yeah, that's why I'm calling now before oh, you know, the, next, the next thing, the next February yeah. snowstorm comes. So. Yeah, now, is, is your wife for this uh, tree removal? She's out of town right now. Uh, well, oh, well, this would be a good time to do it, but it's it's not dormant. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, but she left town, uh, you know, during the snowstorm, too. Because it was too cold. No, that didn't hurt that tree. Don't don't be trying to make up excuses <laughs> that the tree's in bad shape. We're not going to support that. She might call the show. I think Calvin's got the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> kind of put up some sort of bullet on a bulletin board, yeah. you know. Yeah, several. Okay. And tell people to bring their show. You know, the extension service office and... Uh, okay. Uh, the HEB and the, any nursery that you use, and you should get a okay. response. Oh, the master gardeners. Yeah. And, uh, the, and you you might want to pay them to get take the tree. Well, I knew I was going to have to pay somebody something. Nobody. Yeah, gonna right. Get it for free. Right. But, yeah, but <laughs> I was prepared. I'm prepared for that. But um, okay, good. I just uh, I just wanted to know if you knew a service or if your nursery knows people that do that kind of thing. No, no. Well, but Jerry, Jerry implied. I mean, it's not an easy job. Six. No, yeah. Six years. Um, okay. But if okay. somebody really, really wants a tree, likes the looks of it, um, it might be worth it to them to to dig it up. I had Arizona ashes in my front yard when I first moved to San Antonio. 
and I gave them yeah. to my neighbors. And uh, that was 40 years ago, Bentley. Mm-hmm. And I gave them to my neighbors who were very pleased to get those. Mm-hmm. And I replanted with oaks. And uh, <laughs> then about 30 years later, they were cursing me. <laughs> because I, <laughs> that uh, those uh, Arizona ashes had gotten big, were dropping leaves, were dropping branches, mm. were dying, and on and on. Well, and you got uh, the advantage of a red oak is generally not. Yeah, it's a good tree. A, yeah, it's a high quality tree. So, thank you, Jack. Tell us what happens. Good luck. <laughs> All right, thank you. Bye. And I would I would share this with your wife before the digging starts, or you can share it with your ex-wife, whatever you might want to do. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jack. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Can you believe he's waiting to your wife out before he calls us? Is that what he's? Oh, it's a call. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I would have. Had him put her on the line. Had she been you, in town, you, you would have uh, talked to her about this. Right, right, and explained. Yeah, he's going to sneak around and do this behind her back. You, you would have convinced her to, to go ahead, and it was okay to have someone take the tree. Uh, well, I'm going to see how she feels about. It. I see. You know, I always take the lady's side. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Okay. Works with farmers and everything else. Huh. Who knew? <laughs> All right. When the guys give you trouble. I've been working with them for 20 plus yeah. years. You never <laughs> noticed that? I hardly believe anything. You yeah, do. I know. It all seems to change from week to week. <laughs> in, in fact, the, the Blue Bonnets yeah. program started with uh, the Vershottens. Uh-huh. And when Mr. Ver, Mr. Henry, the daddy, decided he was going to retire... From farmer, no farmer ever retires. Mm. But anyway, uh, and he didn't want to plant. He didn't want to plant blue bonnets. I said, "You need to grow some flowers." No, don't want to plant them. I'm a vegetable grower. We, he was for the last seventy years. But uh, so I just sat down and had a chat on the porch with his wife, and I said, "Miss Vershad, wouldn't you like to have some?" Grow some flowers in your garden, in Henry's garden? And she said, oh, that would be wonderful. I said, oh, okay. I'll get, I'll get them a bluebonnet seed if he'll, if he'll grow it. About two days later, I called. Mr. Henry said, go ahead and bring the bluebonnet seed out. <laughs> that works every time. You're a sneaky, sneaky That man. works every time, man. I see. <laughs> right. Anyway. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I got a, uh, another question that Neil re- re- uh, received. And uh, we've talked about this before. Hmm. And that's how upset when people have their black nuts falling off the tree. Oh, the pecan trees? It's a terrible thing. Already? Well. Oh, I guess it is. It's, it's September. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I can't keep up with the <laughs> no, things to do weird. or not. Okay. 
like for some reason I, I can't it, imagine that, this, that we're out of tomatoes now. Oh, it doesn't feel like it's no. Yeah, it doesn't it's, feel it's like past it. the day. Anyway, is this a Neil Sperry question? Yeah, he got a uh-huh. question. Uh, why are pecans, my pecans, falling now? Okay. They're also turning black and watery a day or two later. Watery? Yeah. What does that mean? They're that's rotting. Oh. <laughs> and Neil answered, that's due to pecan scab, Ugh. a fungus that attacks the pecans clear back in early summer. There's nothing you can do about it now. Uh, if you're spraying for pecan case bearers, hickory shuckworms, and pecan weevils during the late spring and summer, include a fungicide for pecan scab with each application. And also, I, I've been told that uh, scab is not as bad down here as it is up north, north of here. Oh, really? Texas. Yeah. And so. Uh, is there a reason? I, okay. I don't know. Hotter weather, <laughs> but maybe. But the, the good news is there are more scab-resistant varieties. Oh, okay. So if you look if you look at the variety that you purchase, and I'm believing that uh, Desirable, a favorite in this area for a long time, has some scab resistance in it, and some of the newer hybrids do too. So uh, just check check the variety before you buy. Help me. What what is the selection that uh, starts with a P? Uh, and it's Pawnee. Pawnee, yeah. Pawnees are ripening right in September. Is they're, that right? Oh yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're real early. Yeah, they're early. But they're my favorite. They may be one of the earliest because yeah. they're early. That was always the about the the house that we lived in. Uh, before had a pecan tree, and we were scared to death that limb was going to fall. It was a huge limb that was over the house, <laughs> and but it, but you know you'd just be sitting there eating supper or something, and you hear, squirrels. No, no, the pecans were falling. Oh, okay. And they were over the roof, so you'd hit them. But it was kind of became kind of charming after a while. Uh, charming. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When that I limb falls, it that was be not charming, be charming too. Yeah, that limb was heavy. <laughs> I think the people that bought the house took it down. Yeah, and that that cost them a little bit because it's a difficult deal to take out down a big limb over a house, mm. over a roof, without falling on the roof. Oh. they got to know what they're doing. They tie, tie them with ropes and everything else before they cut them. Because if they make a mistake, you'll have a pecan in your living room. Mm. Pecan tree. That won't be very charming. No. But anyway, uh, the, the pecans are uh, getting ready to start falling uh, within a month. And uh, now this this uh, leaf-footed bug picture reminds me of the stink bug damage that's done to pecan. Yeah, I'm if you got about. this many baby uh, leaf-footed bugs, yeah. chances are, and I imagine they'll make the same black spot that uh, are suck the scar juices tissues, out of yeah. yeah, scar tissue too. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's a. Uh, uh, when they have pecan, they used to have pecan shows here, and they would display the pecan varieties and everything. And you would have the best selection of a variety that you've ever seen. I mean, every kernel, 
would be perfect. Shell out good, everything else. But there would always be one kernel in there that had black spots on it. And that's called by sucking of a stink bug. Oh. And I don't know if leaf-footed bugs suck pecans, too. Hmm. But uh, so a, a good judge that wanted to, wanted the right thing to win would go ahead and eat that. Oh. Eat that uh, black spot. Huh. And it's bitter, Milton. Oh. Hey, we got to say goodbye for today, but we're back here at Millburgers tomorrow. And like so many of your peers, come on and join us and uh, come on out and visit with. On behalf of Dr. Finch and Dr. Parsons, thanks for Al for doing a great job. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Wick. This is 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.